what did I want to bring to, to young people, even after experiencing this, these accidents? And so it, even though it was a setback, it helped me back from getting the book out sooner than what I wanted it to. I think it was a needed time of reflection. So, Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me. And I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything. So sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. Today, my guest is an author. Welcome, Martinique, to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. No, for sure. I love this. I love speaking to authors because I love to hear their journey and why they created this book and all that fun stuff. But before we go into it, tell the listeners a bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. So again, I'm happy to be here and to share a piece of my story. It's wonderful to like travel through podcasts. So this is so fun for me. Um, but yeah, my name is Martinique and I am the recruitment manager for an education nonprofit. It's called City Year and I sit in Cleveland, Ohio, but um, we are a national organization and it's through AmeriCorps. And AmeriCorps is um, a big network of like local, state and national service programs that connect like over 70,000 Americans every year to do some type of service in the community. So like for education or the environment or public safety. Um, And I actually served as an AmeriCorps member sitting under the education umbrella of City Year. And um, yeah, I worked with third graders and um, then became a manager and did some policy work after I graduated from the program and then stumbled right back in it as a recruitment manager. So kind of a whirlwind of things, but I'm here. (laughs) That's awesome. I love how you're involved with education community because I feel like we need more and more of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things when you're passionate about something, you kind of just branch off and kind of stick around in there and then just try to figure out, Hey, what else can I do? Right, right. And we really are, um, you know, our overall goal is to help students with their identity and close the achievement gap. But right now we're in a high pressure to make sure that we're encouraging and uplifting our youth with everything that's happening involving the pandemic. So we're seeing, uh, obviously, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about this or hearing in the news. Um, A lot of our students don't have access to resources or um, just you know, simple things as getting on to the internet. And so right now I feel a big passion and a push to really help um, youth in any capacity. So this is good. That's amazing. And of course, shout out to you and your team for being able to just continue on because really during a pandemic, as much as Mm -hmm. it's affected us adults, uh, you know, how about the kids? The kids are the ones that had this social interaction from Monday to Friday, Saturday and Sunday with their friends. You know, they would go out, they would either, you know, go over to each other's houses. And now it's completely, it's washed away. And any tips to give to anybody right now who've got kids who are kind of like, who are not able to go to school, they're doing all this virtual learning. What Mm -hmm. advice could you give a parent that's kind of struggling and 
running out of ideas? Well, you know what? I think giving yourself grace, you know, um, it, it's going to be ups and downs, these ebbs and flows of where you're feeling all right and sturdy and stable, but um, making sure that you're Right now, everybody's going through it and knowing that you're human. So if you're not all there, it's okay. For It's okay. <laughs> um, but I think that giving our students um, some space to, to be creative. So my grandmother actually used to keep a little girl here um, while we were all in the thick of what's happening right now. And I used to, like, do these fun, like, little activities with her. We would build a robot together made out of, like, old boxes from Christmas, right? And so we just did that as a fun space to play. Um, made a guitar out of cardboard boxes and things like that. Those are fun things to get the kids like hands moving and, um, you know, getting those other creative, your right brain moving, you know. Um, and, and then, too, if you're not that type of person to really dive in and sit on the ground and on the floor with crayons and pencils and stuff like that, you know, there are a lot of games that actually our core members play virtually. Um, and, you know, you can access so much now with educational virtual games online. So um, there's a, a lot of resources. And if you can contact or find tutors and things like that who are willing to spend that time with your youth, then go for it. I hope that was good. I was all over it. <laughs> No, that was great advice because it's true. Like you got to kind of just be creative and think outside the yeah. box and utilize what you have around you. And it's true. Like I've seen a lot of creative moms who are trying to like navigate through this and kind of just like, you know, let's do crafts. Let's yep. figure out what we can do with these uh, paper towel rolls and what we can create uh, a butterfly, a bug or something yeah, creative. Yeah. And like you mentioned, build a guitar, or build a robot. How awesome is that? To yeah, it was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Get some extra and wrapping do, paper and just decorate yeah, it. <laughs> you can definitely, even with exercise, you know, we're, we're really staying indoors. And I think that is a tremendous loss as well, um, especially even for adults. So if you have time, um, say, even if it's like 10 minutes, you know, get them involved in working out with you. I used to do that with a little girl too. And I used to teach basic ballet and dance um, to little preschoolers before this. So I had her doing some ballet. We were learning about boundaries and movement in our body and I think that was really good if we're not always getting outdoors you know um so yeah yeah be as creative as you like yeah amazing I love that advice and it's true we have to get them creative even though they've had a long crazy day with virtual learning because I've yeah. been hearing it all the time most of my friends are parents and they're just like mm. Okay, what do we do next after being stuck with them all day? And it, it really <laughs> helps you realize like, wow, you know, these teachers have oh yeah, put in a lot of work during the day to take care of them. But, you know, hopefully we can get past this, get back to this, you know, our new normal. And, yeah. you know, I know some kids are really struggling and they're kind of like, I miss going to school. I miss seeing my friends and they're taking over that technology now and just, mm -hmm. Hey, I want to FaceTime my friend and see how, <laughs> what are they doing? How they are doing. Yeah. Yeah. This generation coming up, they're going to be a very unique generation, but um, I've been telling a lot of the core members who are applying um, through my job is that you all will showcase resiliency, right? So um, you're going to learn a lot about yourself and learn about technology that a lot of people never had the opportunity to do at your age. So um, really take that. It's all about your mindset, right? And it's easy to tell somebody that 
um, right now and just speaking. But, you know, as a young person, I can be a lot of weight and anxiety on you. But if they really just change the perspective and utilize um, some of the skills that they're acquiring right now or some of the things that they're going through right now and how they can push that to um, propel them into their future, whatever that will be. <laughs> For sure. Definitely. That's amazing. Now let's get into your book. Tell us the mm. name of the book again and why you started it. Yeah. So the story I created is called Through the Colors of a Butterfly. And yeah, this is my first children's picture book um, set to release this month. So I'm so excited. And um, yeah, it, just seeing that my story is like started from a blank page to like a fully colored completed book and it's uploaded now. Like, ah, it's just an amazing thing to to go through because it has been a challenge, to be honest. Um but I, I really thought about this story um, last year, last year, and the the idea came when I was actually younger. So I always thought I would create like programming for kids when I was a teenager, but I thought I would do like cartoons, never a book. And now I stumbled fast forward into um, a fellowship. I applied for a fellowship. I didn't get accepted. It was through Sesame Street, um, but they had you write uh, down like, your idea for a short story or for a program that could um, be placed onto Sesame Street. And I did that and I loved my story. And I knew that, oh, this had, I have to tell this story somehow. And so that's when I decided I'm gonna write a book. So I signed up through a program called Self-Publishing School, and um, they help you figure out uh, just the process of hiring an editor, of, um, you know, just the mind mapping of your story, of getting an illustrator. And so I started doing those steps, and it really helped me to draw up the idea of this first story. This is in my passion book. Um, it was, the passion book was written for the Sesame Street one, but this is my starter one as a new um, author. And yeah, it just came to me, just had to think about some things that I experienced. And last year, I kept thinking about um, butterflies. Uh, in 2018, I just kept seeing like two to three butterflies um, every day. And every time I would point it out to people, they'd be like, I don't see it. I didn't see it. I'm like, what? So I, I just felt something overcome me when I would see these butterflies. And I thought that this would make for a nice children's story. <laughs> That's so awesome. No, that's great. And how did you build that courage? Now, I know you've you've had that motivation to create a story and all that. But did you ever felt like when you first started, there was some hard falls or doubts of like, am I really doing this? Should I make Ooh, it, yeah. you know, because as a, an author, well, I don't have any experience as an author. I'm not an author. But how do you prevent the writer's block? How do you keep yourself motivated? Because there's probably times where you write, you know, a certain amount of pages and all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm, I'm going to scrap this. I don't like it. Yeah, no. So just that, I think I really felt more. So here's the thing. I had the idea to write the book, right? In 2017. And then I just completely did nothing. I didn't write a thing for all these years. And then boom, 2020, February, 2020. I'm like, okay. I got it. Like you said, I, I feel some type of motivation to do this. And then um, signed up, got a coach, and they tell you the stages and um, helping you figure out, like I said, your mind map, how to get the character flowing, the theme and the plot and stuff like that. Um, but then 
the pandemic happened and I kind of was like, is this something that I need to do right now? Does this feel right? I, I don't know if it's the right thing to do. So I did fall back and I didn't write. And then I kept hearing people say, no, no, this this is something good. This is something positive. You need to get it out there to, to bring some type of joy. It's fine. And so I just knew that I, I had to write something. But for me, what happened is that after I wrote the book, I had it completed within like two months had everything done, I self-edited it, and then I was going to pass it on to the editor. Um, but then I got into a car accident, I got into two car accidents um, last summer, and then the second one totaled my car. And so I really just was like, ah, oh, I don't even know if I should continue on with doing this book, it's too much, like something's telling me I should not do this. Um, but it actually helped me to reflect and um, rethink what did I want to bring to, to young people, even after experiencing this, these accidents? And so it, even though it was a setback, it helped me back from getting the book out sooner than what I wanted it to. I think it was a needed time of reflection. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Two car accidents. I know. Thinking, like, how do I finish this? And it, you know, I, I feel you, you feel like, you know, there's that sign, there's something telling you, what are you doing? No, we need to keep going. No, the thing that got me. So I really like, I didn't do anything after the accident. And um, my illustrator, all of a sudden, she just popped up and um, texted me like, hey, what's going on? Hey, <laughs> we need to get going. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, the book. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> So if it wasn't for her to just pop in on my phone, I don't know if I would even be talking to you about a book even being uh, published right now. Yeah, no. Oh, my gosh. But good for you for having eventually be able to just do it. And yeah. now the, the, the main message of this book that you want to share is uniqueness and self, building self-confidence. For sure, for sure. So just self-love, self-acceptance, um, knowing about your differences and recognizing that those differences can um, really create ripples of joy and uh, bring gifts to other people. And um, actually talking through about this book uh, with my coach, she was like, you know, a lot of authors don't realize that their stories are representations of themselves. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> uh, I feel like this little girl, um, little pieces definitely um, are me in there. Um, so I can tell you a little bit about what the story is. Please share. Yeah, so um, the little girl, like I said, her name is Unique, and she is battling a lot of self-doubt. Um, she has some physical differences, um, and she's moving to a new school, so all this is, like, in her mind that maybe people might not like her, um, or maybe she might not like them, and... Um, the teacher notices this, and so she gives Unique this caterpillar to take care of, and she gets to see this caterpillar transform into a butterfly, and then it takes her into a dream world, and she discovers through its colors um, how unique she actually is, and then um, she is able to build up the confidence to speak in class and to participate and show who she really is, and so uh, I definitely see that character um, is it's pretty much like myself. So, and I, I'm sure uh, like a lot of other people as well. That is beautiful. And we need more and more books like that because we are all different. We're unique mm -hmm. in different ways. And, you know, self-confidence is a big thing and it's hard to 
maintain that it's hard to just tell yourself like you know I love myself for who I am love myself for right. what I've what I've become love myself for what I've overcome and it's so hard and especially with kids it's like they're they're really starting to figure out mm-hmm. who they are what they want to be uh, what skills they've got and there is uh, that tough building that t- toughness of building that self-confidence and recognizing that hey, just because, you know, your friend can read 10 books in like a month, (laughs) you know, it's okay. That's a skill set, but, you know, look at your strengths and be able to utilize that. I know they're, they're so young, but even for adults, it's such a struggle. And I can say for myself, like, it's hard to maintain that self-confidence and say, yeah, you know what, I can do this. For sure. Yes. Yes. So uh, that's what I say. It's open for anyone to read this. Um, I think we all need those little gems, those little nuggets to kind of tell us, no, no, sometimes certain things are going to happen. You might feel down, you might feel bad about it, but you've got something there and um, you can build on your confidence in any stage of your life. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Any stage of your life, you can build that confidence. You're absolutely right. And, you know, the fact that you use the butterfly, the caterpillar Mm -hmm. and the butterfly concept, I really love that because it's kind of like the transition and Mm -hmm. going through different stages of your life that the butterfly eventually leaves and goes on its own. And that's what we end up doing as adults. So you just go on as our own. I love that. Yeah. And I also wanted to show that um, unique in the beginning, and we, my illustrator and I kept going back shit in the beginning, we, we make her like wear all these different clothes to hide herself. She doesn't want people to see her. Um, we decided not to do that. But the idea is that um, she gets to see the butterfly or rather the caterpillar go into its cocoon. And she's wondering, why is it hiding? Why is it, you know, making itself not seen? And it all replicates her. It's like, you didn't have to hide. Um, you could still be yourself. You could show who you are. You could be this butterfly or you're going to become this butterfly. And um, yeah, I, I think it's a really cool concept. So I'm excited for people to, to read it. Now, what did you learn about yourself through this process of creating this book? Oh my gosh, good question. <laughs> I do learn about resiliency. That's my word for the year. And then preparedness. <laughs> be prepared for anything and um, giving myself some buffer time. I I can tend to be a procrastinator and with the book and especially based off dates that you want to get it out. Oh my gosh, you got to be on point, you know, Uh, otherwise you will have a lot of setbacks or um, some things you think is going to run smoothly. It's not. So um, be prepared. (laughs) Um, And then two, something that, uh, Uh, we call it our PITWs at City Year, um, but definitely uh, resonates with me in my personal space, but is to move with a calm sense of urgency. So remain calm, because I'll be honest, there were a few tears shed, (laughs) but if I remain calm and just continue to move and take those steps, um, the outcome and the goal uh, will be well worth it. So definitely learned a lot. (laughs) Well, I love what you said, because a lot of us can relate where we start something and, you know, we're trying to 
we're trying to just strive for success. And I feel like everybody's got yeah. that. They want to strive to success. They want to have that success, but it takes a lot of work. And once we get there and we know we're almost there, it will all pay off. Oh, and yes. I always tell people it does take time and patience, especially even mm-hmm. podcasting, you know, podcasting at the beginning, it sounds so fun. It's amazing. You start finding <laughs> the hang of it, but then you take a different turn and then all of a sudden you're like do I still keep doing this or do I not right and you just (laughs) gotta stay positive I feel like that's with everything opening up a business again Mm -hmm. you starting a book a blog um you know starting a new venture in a different career it's like you just gotta stick to your guns and just say yes we can do this and send those positive affirmations for sure, for sure. I mean, nobody told me what it was going to be like to write a book and do it yourself, too. Um, I don't know what I really was thinking, but I didn't think it was going to be like this. But again, I learned so much even about the writing process, the self-publishing process, um, building your brand. It, it all takes time and uh, a learning curve, too. So I told me, so I have a website now and I really, I'm happy about it, but I thought it was going to take two weeks and it took like two to three months and I'm still trying to figure out some things that are, um, you know, not clicking as well with it, but, um, that, that's what got me into tears. (laughs) Um, but, but now I'm learning how to, you know, code some things to add certain things into a website and a domain. Uh, and I, I would have never known, you know, so that's how I have to see it again. It's all about changing that mindset and that perspective. For sure. And it really comes down to stepping out of your comfort zone. Like, mm-hmm. have you ever thought, okay, I know you never thought of writing a book and you did it, but now getting into the logistics of things of, (laughs) oh, a website, managing (laughs) social media. So you're the marketer, you're the uh, social media manager. They didn't tell me this. (laughs) You're a one woman show. And it's just, it's fascinating how we are eager to learn these things. Mm -hmm. Because again, it's like, I know one thing majorly for all of us is finances. Cause a lot of people tell me, mm. why don't you pay someone to edit your episodes? And I said, I don't have the money. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it's like, you have to learn and see how you can really, you know, find those skill sets and find the fun yes. of it. And I love editing. I love doing all of that. And you know, I love doing the social media aspect of things. And it's amazing how much out of our comfort zone we do have to step out of because mm-hmm. who would have thought you're making, you're designing a website because you got this book. Right, right. I would have never, <laughs> would have never thought. And then managing. So I have like a personal Instagram, but now I have a business one. I, did, I was like, I'm not going to get a business one for this book but now I want to get take it very seriously and my personal one is just purely for my art spoken word for dance and stuff like that and so I'm like I don't know if I want all this with the children's books up there so now I gotta do IG with the business with the personal now I got a Facebook business page and um, I always tell people like social media is a job I'm not getting paid for it but like you say you got to do it to get yourself out there and get out of your cocoon. So that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, getting out of your cocoon. You're absolutely right. 
Um, the one thing I wanted to uh, ask you is, how does it feel to manage two Instagram pages? Because I'm struggling with. Okay, so I got four, but the problem is I don't know how to even manage two. It's such a struggle. It is. It is. I, you know, I'm actually taking like little workshops trying to find that. How are people doing it? <laughs> uh, but really like trying to have content available already planned and programmed like in Canva. I don't know. I'm sure you use Canva. Yeah. Um, but yeah, having that already programmed, thinking about how it's going to look weeks in advance, months in advance, and then just throwing it up there. Um and just picking days. I know they say consistency is key with it. I, I fall off quite a bit, but stay in there with me. I'm here. That's what it is. <laughs> I agree with you. They say consistent, be consistent, be consistent, mm-hmm. be consistent. I'm just like, how much <laughs> consistency do you need before I take a break? You know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a learning process. And it's, it's like you try, you start to think of, how these social media strategists, marketers, however they call themselves. Yeah, now you're just like, oh my gosh. You know, besides Mm -hmm. posting seven days a week, some people (laughs) post three times for seven days. And you're just like, how do you come up with so much content when you're so specific? Yeah, I agree. I don't know how they do it. I really don't. (laughs) They've got the magic powers. They do. It's something in them. And you know what? I also, to kick things off, I was like, okay, I'm going to, um, I hosted my own uh, like book giveaway for the holidays and I did it all myself. And I, I encourage people, if you're really looking at, you know, how to up your, even your email list, I'm trying to get all of that ready as well for the launch. But somebody said to do a giveaway to get more readers, get more listeners and all that kind of stuff. And I had about 20 books I gave away and I reached out to traditionally published authors to self-published authors and got their books. Some of them signed their books for me and they were all being delivered to my house. And um, I had to mail all this out to people by myself. And what happened is I gave 10 people two books. They got uh, pins, they got stickers, a full page of stickers. They got like hot chocolate in their bag and um, all these different little notes and stuff like that. That was a lot of work. And I don't think I ever do something like that again by myself because I also had to ship internationally too which is great now I have international friends but man that was a lot of work and I think what happened is I don't have a book out right nobody really knows who I am um, as far as being an author so doing all that by myself was quite a bit before the book was out so I think next time I'll probably only do like maybe two books (laughs) in the giveaway instead of 10 and 20 books it was quite quite a bit of work Hey, but at least you did it. You learned yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. And see, that's where I that's where I love to hear everybody's story of like the little things, even though for us it's like a big to-do list, but for other people yeah. it's like, oh, you know, it's what I do in my job. But <laughs> I love hearing that because you're able to adapt, navigate, and find those ways to to really help yourself in your business. And it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of motivation. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of like, 
you know, willpower to kind of like, all right, we got to tackle social media. We got to tackle social media. We got to do a giveaway. We got to start planning for this giveaway a month in advance. And you got to figure out how to word it, what you're going to do. And, and obviously look, you, you had to deal with the logistics of it, how we have to mail them at a certain time. And it's just like, it's Mm -hmm. everything, but it's so powerful. What our bodies and our minds can really do. Yeah, you're exactly right. I like that. I need that reflection. I was burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. We go through burnouts, but it's just like, yeah, we're so passionate about our projects that we just want to mm-hmm. just strive and, and do better about it. Yeah, it definitely makes a difference, though. It is all worth it in the end, for sure. Yeah, it, it is worth it. The fact that you've got this book already is yes. really remarkable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I I can't even tell you. So I will really encourage people, um, you know, you don't have to wait for anyone, um, especially in the day and age that we're living in, to give you the opportunity, right? I used to just sit and wait like, oh, you know, I'm an artist. I consider myself an artist. I want to be seen as an artist. I'll just wait to this company reaches out or this person. No, no, you can do it yourself. Like you said, we don't know what we're actually capable of until we really try it. And then reflect on it. Um, And I just encourage people, if you want to write a book, go for it. Start writing it. Get it down on um, Word document or write it in your journal. Uh, There's so many resources online that you can discover editors and illustrators or whatever it is you need. Um, don't, Don't think you have to wait. And that was my problem when I was 25. I waited. And then I was in tears all the time, wondering why, why did nobody call me? No, you can create it yourself. So, <laughs> yeah, you're right. We can create anything, and we just got to stick it to our minds and say, "Hey, let's do it." And I always strive yeah. for that because it's so important to try new things, knowing that we've had these opportunities. And you know, I, I, there's a certain generation of people that I'm gonna be honest, where I was like, "No, you can't do it." You can learn, and you know that mm-hmm. that old saying: "You can't teach a dog uh, new tricks." No, yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> you can. You just how much do you want to learn? Mm-hmm. How urgent is it for you to learn? There's one thing where I'm going to help people and just help them do it, but then there's other people that just choose not to do it because they don't want to learn. Yeah. And it's like I've seen people take on different things. Like I remember going to school. And I was, I was in college, 20 years old. And in one of my classes, no word of a lie, this person just retired Mm -hmm. and was back in school. And I was just like, you know, being a 20 year old at that time, I was like, what is this guy thinking? (laughs) Like, you should be retired. You should be, you know, enjoying life. But then I think about it and I said, wait a second. Well, first of all, it's hard life here in Toronto, Ontario, because it's so expensive. It's kind of like New York City. But at the same time, I was just like, it's never too late to learn something. It's not. It's not. You're right. Never too late. You know, and that's funny you bring up someone going back to school. So my great, 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 great aunt, um, she lived to 102 and she actually went to Cleveland State University here in Ohio um, at 72. 
So you're right. It doesn't matter. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. It's okay to pick up another thing. And that kind of just gave me motivation. And, you know, especially my parents immigrating to Canada and everything, mm -hmm. you know, I see them and being in this country for almost 40 years. And I'm just like, they did not know a lick of English or did not know what, a, what it meant. But, you know, they, they got by, they ended up teaching themselves. Mm -hmm. And then you see them how much they've grown. And you're just like, why am I stopping? Why am I holding yeah. myself back knowing I have the perfect examples in front of mm. me and how they keep striving. And, you know, my mom still picks up a book and she, she keeps reading, even though English is not her strong suit, but I can say, you know, for her to pick up a book that's in English and read it from beginning to end is a remarkable, yeah. a remarkable journey. And, and it's like, she's always constantly keeping her mind busy because she's always like, I want to keep learning. Yeah. I think that's the key. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I love how you you are really sending this message of self-confidence and uniqueness. And what have you learned about your own self? And I know I asked you about your own self during the book process, but during this pandemic and how has it changed you? Was it positive? Was it negative? Or how did you bounce back from the negative? That's a good question. I actually think that it allowed me to get focused um, and to get more in tune to my spiritual side. I think a lot of people are going through that right now, too. Um, but yeah, the just being able to focus on one set thing, I typically bounce all over the place. I'm like really like big picture doing cartwheels everywhere type of person. Um, but this time has really allowed me to um, sit still for a bit. And like I said, I was able to write that story within a month or so, whereas I think if I had been at work and traveling and doing things outside of work, I, I don't think I would have actually had this book completed even now, you know, so um, I think it's really just allowed me to definitely become a little bit more focused and still. Even though I'm still all over the place, I'm, I'm still <laughs> doing a whole bunch of this and that, but it's all online, but I feel a little bit more calmer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And being able to just kind of stop and think for a moment, especially during this pandemic and mm -hmm. kind of just, it's a lot of reflection and, you know, there's a lot of things that everybody's going through, you know, it's yeah. besides the good that has come out or has happened there's also the bad because then there's that moments of like okay like everything's going well on this end but how can I fix the other way and it's just so difficult mm -hmm. and who would have thought that we would be going through this right and it's across the world that's what's unbelievable um, mm -hmm. we're all going to we're all going to have a different story within this but we've all experienced the same thing it's crazy a hundred percent. It's a worldwide effect and it's, it's crazy. That's all I can say. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You've got again, a great book and it's amazing what you're teaching children. What's next for you? Is there going to be like a little, you know, hopefully put it out there in the universe, a little mm -hmm. mini series of a kid's show about, you know, ah. acceptance and self-confidence. Do you have like a, maybe another series of books using instead of like a butterfly this time, maybe a, a different animal. What do you, what do you got plans for yourself? 
I love that. You're just clicking ideas for me right now. That's great. Um, no, I, I do plan, I hope, uh, to have two more things coming out this year, uh, getting ready to start writing. Once this is fully done, um, I want to write another book about a little black boy. Um, and I, I read... I, and I'll go into this really quick. So as a recruiter, you have to travel around the city uh, quite a bit. And I got to go to um, a community where some of our students serve. And there was a little third grade boy. And he told me what he wanted to be when he was older, which was a scientist to study germs. And this was pre-pandemic. So, you know, way before the pandemic. And I, I knew I wanted to write about him, but I decided to write about the butterfly first. And so I definitely want to to reconnect with um, the coordinator of that program that I was at and try to um, get in touch with the young boy and his family to figure out more about his story and get him written this year. And then um, also thinking about writing um, a 12 page poetry book. I really love poetry. Spoken word is something I've done since I was in high school. And so I would like to do something around that on like just what we were talking about in the beginning, which is like time. Time is funny. Time is interesting. So I want to write about that. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it's true. Time. Mm Time has been flying. Where is it going? Right. <laughs> right. I feel like 2020 did it exist? It's like, what happened? How are we here right now? <laughs> it's so true. Like, what happened? And it's 20- like sped up and slowed down at the same time. Yeah. And then there's we're in 2021 and it's just like, wow, where did the month go? <laughs> I know. I want to slow it up a little bit. I think <laughs> we don't want to speed it, speed up our lives too much. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, for real. I completely understand, but that's amazing. I really love that concept. And when it does come out and you're finished, please let me know so we can have yeah. you back on the podcast and give the audience a little update of what's been going on. Hopefully we're yeah. back into this new normal where you're doing book tours, you're doing signings, yes, whatever it is. You know, hopefully let's project it into the universe that, you know, you're going to have a huge success on this and, you know, may it bring so much to you because this is, this is awesome. I really love the concept. And especially again, I'm repeating myself, this, this self-confidence and uniqueness, this is something that we need to really teach our children because we're not all the same. We're all different, but we're all human. We, we have to be kind and be nice to each other and, you know, just, appreciate what each of us can do i love it yeah well martinique can you please tell the listeners where we can find you where they can find the book your website everything yeah for sure so um you can check me out on facebook and instagram at the color of stories 10 that's the color of stories number 10 and then um my website please let me know how it looks um is the color perfect all of that's going to be in the show notes for everybody uh martinique again thank you so much this has been so awesome I really enjoyed this and thank you for sharing everything that you do. Again, it's fantastic. I really love it. Many blessings to you. Put it into the universe and I can't wait <laughs> to your second book and hey, hopefully you get a mini series. Hopefully. Yes, right? I would love that. You're right. Speak it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, to all my listeners out there, everything's going to be in the show notes for you and that's all we have for now. 
I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of the Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka the gentleman of the gentleman lifestyle podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And, and you're you listening are to, you listening to, to a, a little bit of everything, everything with, with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.